0: So welcome to the NBA edition of the Sunny ng podcast. So you wanna start off with good news or bad news? Like what do you wanna you wanna go with? Let's go with let's go with the bad what news what's going on. All right. so, so, so. <laughs> so let's go with Williams, Blazers Williams out for the season again. Another the knee surgery? Yep. I think that's what fourth or fifth knee surgery the guy's had, and he's only like 26. Yeah, he's getting beat the hell up, and he's getting used a lot there, too. Like, he's a big time guy that they're using in the paint and stuff like that, just because they haven't, um, they don't really have many guys that are going to be now losing. Uh, who went over to Phoenix? School? Oh, not sorry. Uh, yeah, so losing those kind of guys, now they're going to have to obviously rely on a guy like this coming into the team, and he's going to have to take on more minutes. And now, boom, he's out of the season. We thought, you know, Mr. Scoot. Henderson was going to be an amazing player and he's so far at the point of being a bust like we later I I think it's a little early more time he just he's injured though uh the news came out today he's going to be out at least a couple of weeks with the sprinting. thing so maybe like he's kind of been on something well going to maybe dude, just to go into the Blazers uh combo there from what I've been like seeing from the team Malcolm Brogdon's a better I know this is going to kind of sound weird but it's almost like you're better off starting off Brogdon and just bringing uh, Scoot off the bench right now because he's so raw. Yeah. Right? And then bring him off the bench, let him play point guard as a starter because Brogdon's going to get injured at some point too. Yeah. But just let this guy play with less pressure and then eventually you're probably going to trade Brogdon. Yeah. And by the time you trade him, then you can be like, Scoot, now you got the keys, right? Because now it's weird. The team knows that they're a better team with Brogdon than they are with him, right? So... You might want to almost bring in those guy like, bro, switch those guys up, especially now with scooping out for a couple of weeks with an injury. We'll see how the team plays. I think that might be good for him to kind of just sit back a little bit because you're right. I think a lot of pressure is on him and he's shooting, like, his field goal percentage is, like, under 35%. He was never a good shooter yeah. coming into the league. It was all the other stuff with his uh, athleticism. Yeah. But, but those guys take a while. They do. Especially as a point Because I think they started getting him into that role and making him shoot a lot. And if, if that's not your, like, go-to move, obviously you're going to miss a lot. Now the NBA is going to take that as, like, you know, big news, like new news. They're gonna be like, yo, this guy is obviously like a lot of the articles I read, obviously they're already calling him a bust, though. So, even though it's the start of the season, you gotta give a guy a break. Like I you can't say you yeah. need the bust until the season ends and be like, you know what, he was 100%. A bust. Well, and, well and that's the thing is you can kinda get an idea of those guys if the guy's not playing at all is where you yeah. have been concerned, right? Those are the guys that are major red flags. True. Right? If you guys see a guy that um uh, well, what, uh, what do you call it? um oh, sorry uh, uh, just said uh, uh, I a train of uh thought there as well, so <laughs> I just going my oh, sorry what uh what are we talking about again? I was just saying Williams first and then scooty <laughs> Scooty the booty Henderson, oh, well, I mean, for the blazers though, they're gonna take they're gonna take a bit of a beating right now, right? Oh, it's so the wet let's go the, i mean they're like for them it's they're in the best spot they can right now yeah. they need to get some high draft picks add some players right the shane sharp's been huge for them yeah right he's definitely leveled up which we'll talk about lately uh during a little bit here as well but um just some other things around the league as well you said you saw watch the game last night with the pacers yeah Giannis drops 54 points yeah and they lose <laughs> they lose the live. fucking game they lose the game. 15 from him. Nobody else on the team was... Uh, I don't think anybody else hit a 20 even. They were all Steens and 14s and all these. Like, obviously, with Dane there, that could have been a higher number. But he could have also taken away some of the shots from uh, Yadick. He, he didn't play. He that. didn't play. He didn't yeah, he didn't play at So, it's all. like you had a big loss of a guy that's scoring you, like, 20 to 25, minimum. him and home. And he's, and he's also a guy that, like, they were actually doing pretty good up until the fourth quarter. And then, now, without... Lillard, and then, of course, not having Drew Holiday because you traded him for Lillard, right? They don't really have another decent point guard that they can actually throw in there. That's the thing with the Blazers, right? Not The Blazers, sorry. Boxes, their depth without Lillard and Giannis. Yeah. We don't have a lot of guys who can defend. They don't have a lot of, especially, like, Malik Beasley is getting roasted out there. Beasley, D. On defense. Middle right. right. Like, so you can tell he's lost a step over ball. He's, he's, he's not the Middleton that they need him no. to be. He's not the Middleton of close. Like, he's not even, like, 80% of what he was a couple of years ago. Right now. And without him being your third guy, they don't have a lot of depth. No. That's, I think. They lost, the, you know, losing a couple guys and to trades and things like that. They're going to have to rap. The Lopez brothers. They're going to have to rock with that, too, right now. Like, they're just, and... You know, they made some changes. The, you know, players talked to the coach and stuff and said, we need to make, you know, kind of some changes on the way we're playing defense and things yeah. like that. But I think they're still missing additional personnel to be able to effectively defend right now. And without, and when Dame and Beasley are playing long, uh, huge minutes for you. Yeah. They're not good. They're below average to bad defenders. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not, they're not helping and it sucks for these guys because, you know, at least as Drew Holiday, you could have them defending players from the outskirts and not having them go into the paint as much but the trade-off doesn't seem like it's been worth it so far but no. you know why st- it's only 15 not not even 15 games in. sorry that's uh nhl but i think they're, they're about nine ten nine yeah right sure. so you know there's it's still early sample size we'll see what happens around games 25 30 at least the east is a little bit yeah. easier navigate yeah. than the west too right yeah. they got a better chance of um, but there's, but still, the East has got some good teams too right now. Like Atlanta's playing better. Um, one team I've been really surprised about is Philly. Really, how well they've been playing without Al- yeah. Harden. They're actually moving that ball like they like didn't even have Harden in there ever. Like he was not a he's a ball stopper. Yeah, he is. he's a totally a ball stopper. And I just watched actually like uh, somebody made like a sick ass Twitter highlight on him of like his defense. Oh, I feel- and it was so bad where like. He would just let guys come into the paint. Uh, sometimes like a ball's on the ground. He could have went and grabbed it. He just let a defender grab the ball and go up and score. And I was like, Yo, is this guy doing some of this shit on purpose? Or like, has he lost that step? And now you can start to tell that step is definitely lost right now. Oh, he's lost. more than the same it was since that hamstring calf injury that he had against the Nets. Yeah. He just has him. And I mean, obviously he's older now too. He's like about 34. He loves to have the ball in his hands, which we know he enjoys a little too much. But with Philly, without the ball, Max, he's leveled up. Like, he's playing all right. He's and like, shoot, and he, like, he can shoot threes and he yeah. l- shoot off the ball threes so you don't need the ball in his hands all yeah. the time. They're playing through Embiid. Yeah. Embiid's become a better passer now, too. They've gotten the role players around him. Tobias Harris has stepped up a little bit more, playing a bit more consistent out there. I mean, I don't know if they're ready to be able to beat the likes of... Boston right now looks head and shoulders above everyone else, right? They have... The best def, nope. the best defense. They have obviously they just put up 150 points on India uh, was Indiana a few games yeah. ago as well. So I think they only lost like one or max two games. One I, game, I think I, they lost. So I, think I think they've only Minnesota. Minnesota's beat them, and I uh, I think that might be it. Uh, I think they only got the one loss themselves, right? So. I mean, we'll talk about Minnesota here as well, but that's huge for Tula. Who did lose the other game too? No. They lost. It's 76ers that haven't had have had a loss or no, oh, one oh, seven. They lost one so they're actually. I think it was at the beginning of the season too. Yeah, on the stage, seventy-sixers have actually taken over the East. Oh. Six and one. Locked their first game of the year by one oh. to Milwaukee. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. They almost came back. And then since then, they rattled off uh, seven or six straight wins. They beat Toronto twice. Son of a bitch. Uh, Portland, okay. It's not difficult. Phoenix. Not, to go. not bad. Washington, not difficult. They beat them like yeah. by 18. And then they beat Boston by three. And look at their games coming up here. Play Detroit. Indiana twice. Boston, okay. Atlanta, They got That's a three game. game coming up. Brooklyn, Cleveland, Minnesota—all good teams. Oklahoma, Lake Lake, all good teams. New Orleans, Boston, and then that—that um, that gets them all the way to December 11th. That's mostly all winning record teams. Or like maybe yeah. one you said in there that was not winning. Yep. Two, Detroit and Lakers are non-winning records. Yeah, but Lakers are also like then by. That, I still admire. They're decade. still a team yeah. who's capable, right? 100%. But Detroit's played better so far on yeah. the record. But then they get to the end of the season, and I'm mean, not the end of the season, but once again, December they got you know Washington, Detroit, twice, Charlotte, Chicago, oh, the easier one. some of the easier games in December, that's a good right? December, <laughs> yeah. Then, but that's not until like about the middle of December, between now and then. Oh, yeah. they're gonna have some tough games coming up. That's true. They got some cool. back to backs in there too. So we'll see how uh, Philly plays, but so far they're doing well. On the other side of things, though, Clippers Harden 12 and two so far. Their offense hasn't even cracked 100 points in either game nobody scored uh over 20 points for clippers since he's been there and think they, of that no, so no, one, no one's that. in over 100 points yeah that yeah, game that's just like mind-blowing from so i when i watched that uh lakers versus clippers game in lakers it was a trade that already happened but they didn't use uh what's his name uh harden they used uh, who else was picked up in that trade uh, oh yeah the tucker uh, tucker but tucker actually played that game he played the first game. yeah so he was there for that whole game and like Watching them play, I'm like, fuck, okay, Kawhi's playing good. George is playing good. And then, obviously, like, the game got crazy because the guys were starting to get fouled out. George got fouled out. Uh, Tucker got fouled out. And then, like, thank God they got fouled out because they lost all their main three-point shooters. That That's kind of what bumped in the Lakers. And I was thinking, I'm like, okay, like, if you add in Harden now to this team, and those two guys are fouled out, they're still going to be a scary team. But then, knowing now what's happened, I'm like, fuck, these guys are, like, Became a dud team because no guy now is getting the ball enough to put up 20 points themselves. So I think there's way too much overlap with the kind of players they have. They all they all love the ball in their hands. Poor guys that Heart, love. But the thing, Hart and Westbrook. Problem with Westbrook too. He's not a good shooter. He played well. Like I would yeah. say, Westbrook has played well. But the problem with Westbrook is he has limitations of what he can. He's not a good shooter at the end of the day, right? Hell. So if you have a guy who likes the ball in his hands, can't shoot very well. Then you've got Kawhi, who likes the ball in his hands. You've got Paul George, like you said, you've got Harden, who's actually out of those guys. Harden and George can play off the ball, like they. Yeah, can, they but the problem with Harden is he doesn't shoot enough of those threes, right? There was a one play the other day. George passes to him, guy's wide open, right? And then he catches the ball, pump takes a guy, goes up, and then he does a step back to a three that he originally had was wide open, and he clanked it off the rim. All he had to do was his step. All he had to do was catch it and shoot it. Literally, that was it. And then because he went with a step back, the guy was able to cover on him. Then he tried to go step back on him after the jab, and then they gave, went off the rim. They, they now watch Clay and Curry guys get the ball and shoot. Well, if there's open space, the ball should be out of your hand in a fucking second. But that's the problem that you have when four guys have the ball in their hands and they're not consistent. They don't have enough size either, right? They, they don't. Plumlee's injured. He's supposed to be out for a little bit too, right? Wow. And Zubac's your only other guy, and he's always been like an okay, right? Yeah, he gets beat down by the other big. and He's He's not something they're afraid of. they are like, Zubac's going to beat you? So the other guy you mentioned, Plumlee, like watching him against the Lakers, he was doing the most work. As a big man against a team, every time he was in the paint to score offensively, nobody could stop him in the paint. He's a good rebounder on that team. They don't have a number of those guys. Yeah, they don't exactly. like that. And Terrence Mann hasn't played a game yet for them. So hopefully when he's back, ideally you put him in the starting lineup with Harden. Yeah. And the, what is it, PG, Kawhi, and then Zubac. And then you bring Westbrook off the bench, which is kind of city for him because he's played well. But at the same time, if you want the team to hit their peak of being an actual NBA finalist, they're going to have to probably move Westbrook to the bench. And I think coming off the bench for him is a great one. I think it's better because he's one of those guys that can like change, not the score, but he can change the pace. He's a, he's a, he's the only thing, like watching again, the Lakers Clippers game, the main guy I kept seeing from the Clippers is always Westbrook. Cause he always has his eye out for a steal a jump, a move, like always in weird spots that you're like, wait, how did he even get there? Like, Mm -hmm. how is he getting to these spots? And if, he sits on a bench roll, gets a little bit more rest in between. Yep. He can come in and not play sloppy. You know how he does all that sloppy yeah. shit? Yeah. Which everybody hates him for, and it's, it makes sense. Like, that sloppiness has to get out of the game. Like, I don't think he should be playing 30-plus minutes a game. He should be around oh. 25 minutes. Yeah, solid 25, maybe even a little less if they want. Well, and, I mean, you know, you mentioned earlier, even with, uh, like, the hardened plays when he isn't boxing out. That happened to him against the New York Knicks. Yeah. There was one play where uh, Di Vincenzo just basically out hustled them, and all hard. He, Harden gets beat initially, then he sets the defense in motion, and now they're open. And then when the ball goes back to Di Vincenzo, he loses him. Yeah, who he was originally guarding, and it all went sideways. He loses the guy because he was supposed to rotate over. Divincenzo hits a three, and there's the pretty much ices of the game or not like puts it into a much tougher spot for Clippers to win. So, I mean, we'll see if Harden's going to improve, but it seems like at year 15, 34 years old, he kind of is what he is. Yeah. And, right? Like, you're and same, same with, with Kawhi, same with Westbrook, same with PG, one. right? There. He's the only guy that I see, like, because his three-point shots three point are still fucking crazy. So he's a guy that can still be a factor, but the other three are almost meshing into, like, that's what you're gonna get obviously. Well, and that's the other thing is like Harden is actually capable of hitting threes. He Fuck doesn't do it. He yeah, and he's do trying it. to let go. Oh, George though, he he can hit those threes, but sometimes he also he likes to have the ball and he does to make some moves. He should be getting the ball in his hands. So who are those are can anybody like when you have a championship teams, you know who, you know who your stars you are and you, know, you know, know who your role players right are. Right off right the off the bat. You know these guys yeah, can't right. win without these guys, but we also need these guys. Like like even with the Lakers the last couple of years, right? Like, the Lakers are the one title. They had AD and LeBron. Yeah. You knew who the role players role were. Players. Murray and Jokic, you knew who the rest of the role yeah. players were. Giannis was the main guy. zeru and um, Middleton. Then team. all your next guys. But then, they all, 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 but they all had roles. They knew who their players were. And it seems like the last few years, the NBA has kind of gone back to having two, like, stars and then good players around them. Right. Because you're, you can't have a situation where you have, like, one guy in your starting lineup that absolutely sucks because now when you get in the playoffs, those are the guys that are going to get played off the court. And it's hard to find three stars nowadays. Like everybody talks about all these different big threes, but trying to gel three big guys like that are superstars is hard. Like how Golden State did so well, Curry, Thompson, Green. That was like, and that's drafted guys too. That's not like, hey, they were just picked up from teams and kind of put together. That's drafted guys that had the chemistry like slowly build and then obviously they were plagued by injuries to Curry in the, his early season. So they um, didn't get to shine as good. But deeper. that contract is what allowed them to do it because huh. he was underpaid, right? Yeah, That's a lot of good the titles pay. and things like that too. So that makes a huge difference for yeah. them on that end too. So, and one thing, you know, we're talking about the skills overlap. All four of those guys are playing different positions. Yeah. Right. Like Curry is your number one. Yeah. Clay Thompson is your three. Yeah. And then you've got that, what is it? Durant as your four, yeah. Green's your five, okay. and then I think they would usually Iguodala, put it like uh, Iguodala or Livingston, uh, or depending on who. Always Iguodala. had somebody in there. Have role. somebody who would be able to play in the other spot too. And a lot of times when Iguodala was healthy, that was generally him. Yeah. So, um, but going into some other uh, topics because we could talk about that kind of those kind of things all day. Uh, a little assignment for both of us: we had to pick one positive and one negative in the NBA so far. Yeah. So. You started off this whole podcast negatively, yeah. So I'm going to start off on this section on a positive note. That, hey, uh, positive. One thing that I've noticed is Scotty Barnes leveling up. Yeah, he's the he's the guy who we thought he was going to be in year one. He had a bad sophomore year. Yeah. Now he's come back. He's you know shooting 20, 20 plus points a game. His three point shooting are around like thirty seven percent. He's I mean last year he started off hot from the three point line too but yeah. this year it just looks different. Yeah. He looks confident. He's doing things with the ball that he wasn't doing last year. He's a, yeah, and his passing was always there but his defense is I think has really stepped up this yeah. year. He's finally using his huge yeah. term body and his uh like length to actually make a difference on the uh, court this year. No, that's 100% right. It's like, you know, when uh Siakam was there and we were expecting so much from him, and he slowly got to there. Yep. And then now he's kind of fallen off more, so I'm hoping, like, Barnes can, like, take off now. He's mm-hmm. the guy. Like, obviously, Sackham, I think we're at the point of, like, he might be out of Toronto not too long. Well, I, you're right. Yeah, I think at some point, you've got to – he's kind of the la, one of the last few holdovers from that previous championship team, right? Yeah. Like, Van Fleet's gone, which, you know, you didn't get anything for him, which oh, was, was kind of weird because you figured so weird. you would have gotten something for him at least. That but you know, hopefully the same thing, like you're saying, with Siakam this year, they can get some good drafts. It's also a player on. or something <laughs> that can actually be a long... And he's still a good player that, like, we should be able to get some shit, like, in return picks and stuff like that. But the way that the Raptors are playing this year, they're, his game isn't quite made for those, like, three-point shooting and the ball movement. And he's a bit more of a guy who's... no. You know, does the, the weird movements yeah. and things like that, but he's able to get the points because obviously he's, you know, he's an all NBA player and he's done it before, but hopefully Scotty, well, the biggest thing for him is I like his leveling up. It's just, I, hopefully he doesn't get injured. Which is the, but I mean, I think he's, he seems like he's better shape yeah. than he was in a couple of years. Like, and that happens. Players, stay, it does. stay you know, some, not every, like, look at even guys like Jason Tate I mean, I think his second year, he did. So I was wondering what was going off on for him, but. And then all of a sudden, look at him now, right? He's a probably top, what, 10 player in the league, you would say? I, I wouldn't give him maybe the top three or something, but he's up there. No. Yeah. I'd say in the last, like, three years, probably a top five. And he's, and he's taking three. Just because th- th- of where they've taken. Right. Th- he's done I in mean, the playoffs, though, he's made mm-hmm. it to the NBA yeah. finals. He's made multiple trips to the semifinals, but they With haven't it- been able to get over them. Um, they deserve one. That's, so, the, that's on them. What about you? What, what was your uh, real one positive note so far? I think. The positive uh, You know Being a, a lover Of all the OG players It's just the new guys Are finally starting to shine We're actually seeing Where the NBA could go That transitional period And It looks good finally Because forever We were like Okay who are the next guys Who's the next Curry Who's the next Durant? Who's the next LeBron Like When the fuck are these guys Going to show up So that we can buy Some New jerseys And like Start cheering for Some other teams too And I think now we're finally getting, even though it's like the start of the season, not a lot of games have been played. It's just awesome to see like a a Houston Rockets, Orlando Magic, all these kind of teams that are up there fighting for spots already. Indiana Indiana Pacers, like it's awesome to see different names that are up there rather than it's just the same damn team. The amount of talent in the NBA today is, it's crazy. Crazy, right? And you know what, there's always going to be bad teams, but even the bad teams now are not like, you know what, they're always probably going to win 20 plus games. Yeah. And I know there's some teams last year that, you know, won like 18 and things like that. But for the most part, those teams are purposely tanking for one BM. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Well, let's get I'll real. Continue, right? <laughs> so, but it's a, you know, you're right. Like it's the old guys. Some of them are still doing really well. Like the OGs are still killing it, but yeah, you're right. It's not, it's NBA is probably in the perfect spot for expansion with the amount of young talent they have, the young talent all over the world that's coming in. Because if you look at the top NBA players today, they're not from the U S No. They're not. Right? Like, if you look at your MVP favorites, uh, you know, Giannis, you got Jay Lucas. They're not, obviously, from here in the last Jokic. You know, the guy who's on the – and even Embiid is now playing for Team U.S. in the Olympics this year, but he was from Cameroon, I think, for most of his career. Guys, <laughs> they always want to be fucking Americans <laughs> because they know the stack thing. <laughs> But that, like, those of <laughs> the, like, it's international stars, it's younger, right? It, the NBA has gotten so much bigger than the U.S., which, which was the reason, like, David Stern and all these guys wanted to expand their presence overseas. And you can see that in the NFL now, too, right? Okay. The more talent, because there's so much talent across the world. So much. Talent. Even the, you know, Shea, right? Yeah. He's Canadian, and he's he, won a, he won all Nasdaqs, right? right? Yeah, last year. So, I'm, but it, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, I think that's a, a place that, like, isn't talked too much about, is like, NBA and NFL looking for the it's what do they call it that like program it's like the international players program that both sides have where they actually go out and find guys and then they build camps. And all it these. They've been doing it for years, though. No, they, they, yeah, they've they been doing it for years. in uh, Africa that they have a huge, they have a league that they're sponsored. But Even in India, what, that, like and then some NFL people, right? now is starting to kind of do this. Like they've had some good <laughs> successful players over Germany and things like that too. Germany, a guy from uh, Australia that was, played for Philly now that was the rugby the, the, yeah. ma, the tackle, ma, oh, yeah, or whatever. So, right, like his thing was like he was such like, a good rugby player, but too big for rugby. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't get on a good team. And then somebody saw him out there and uh, told his manager that his management company, hey, you should go just try out for the NFL's international program. So they flew him out for three months to, uh, I think it was California, paid trip. And uh, in those three months, he had to kind of, you know, figure out the rules. And and Philly had like a real liking to him. And they really kind of like pushed it along because each team, Actually, supporting these guys also. Right. And the moment you find something that might fit your piece, you're actually going to start going to those meetings, going to those camps, and actually starting to kind of introduce that guy to your system, yeah. your stuff, and then bring him into your Look at him now that's one of the. Because they don't count as uh, out of your 53 man roster. There's a specific thing out of your practice. Yeah. Rod. I mean, they don't count, the count as an extra Yeah. Yeah. Then, then- you know, the Eagles have done a great job with drafting tackles. Okay, okay They're not in the first round either Right So uh, Just getting back to the NBA here, uh, What was your one negative so far? I like, uh for me The in-play season uh, Tournament uh, Courts What do you like? Some of them were nice The colors Like watching it Like on TV Just cause like You know like TV Colors already You know we're watching Like crazy pixelated TV That are fucking 4K And they're led and OLED, and you know there's so many lights and colors bob right, right that when you put the wrong color and too much of that color from the screen yeah. it looks disgusting like chicago bulls i think it, i think i saw i don't know who had the super yellow one i think lakers are going to have a yellow one now so i don't know what that's going to look like but but at least I'm obviously you know how remember when brooklyn nets came out with their uh yeah, that in black that was a nice color because it was not hard on the eyes like, they should stick to some darker colors and not go over these light, bright colors because it just stands out too much. And you and you can barely see the players sometimes actually playing. Your eyes are so focused on the paint. Where they should be, the paint is secondary to the plays, right? Like, we should be looking at the players first and the court just, like, kind of there and wait. It's like those idiots, uh, I forgot which school it was, that painted their entire football field black. Yeah, honestly, they, it's honest to God, they painted their entire football field black and they play in an area where it's hot too. What the and fuck? And then their lines are just all white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a... I forgot where the states... I know we're kind of going off on a tangent. That uh, just makes no sense. Some of this shit, like... They're doing... Like, I actually thought it was going to be awesome, these difficult chords, But I think the color schemes, they went a little too far. They should have kept just neutral colors. I uh, dip three school called <laughs> yeah. know, Sunny Mooresville in, in New York. And black. So, all black. All black. Uh, and then yeah, white and they had some random like, yeah, it's black and it's mostly black and then it's white on the outside, man. That's different. Yeah. Oregon, uh, some other places started to do it too, but that was the one that really blew up. Uh, and so bad courts. All right. I get it. Eh, well, hopefully there's not too many people that are colorblind that are watching this, yeah. but, uh, my negative I would go with is the Memphis Grizzlies who should have stayed in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, a one in seven so far could've booed them out here. Yeah, I, just, I'm just, oh, I don't know if we want them now. You know, I'd rather take OKC. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I'd rather go. You know, I'd rather Seattle stuff Q-Z. too, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, one in seven right now. They still got another seventeen games left without Jaw. That's a lot of games, and that's if Jaw doesn't get into any more trouble between now and yeah. two. Right, it's a lot of games that west is not going to be easy to navigate either man you don't want to put yourself too much in a hole to come back from later in the year either you have to pray that you can do what uh, the Lakers did last year and that's that was an easy defeat starting off one and eight and trying to come back from that. Yep. You cannot say that a jamrant's going to come back and take a one to seven team to a fucking con- conference uh, final. Well, they're one to seven right now. If they even if they go 500 for the next few games, they're still going to be about six games below 500. Yeah. If they're one to seven right now, I don't see their next 17 games going <laughs> much better, right? Like if no. they would, if they're in any get obviously at this point, they really don't have much more room left to. Yeah. Like for air, I guess at the end of the day. Because and then on top of that, like you've played twenty five games without yaw. Now when he comes back in, you have to reintegrate him and yeah. Because the the lineup has changed from last year too. Yeah. It's not the same guys that were playing yeah. either, right? So if you look at it from that perspective, that's gonna take you obviously there was a bunch of guys that have played with them, so that'll make it a little easier, but Smart hasn't played with them, they've lost them the mud eyes, there's some bigs that they haven't as much uh, playing time with. I think they're lucky that their like defense is somehow still played decent. It's just that they have no offense to match the other teams. Mm-hmm. You can tell that Smart is still Smart. He's still fucking averaging like two steals a game. Somehow getting a block in there almost. Yep. like He's not a big guy. That should be... Forced into positions where he has to block guys, but he's just such a defensive-minded guy, like a Drew Holiday. Like that switch over is two defensive-minded guys. Yeah, I think for Boston though, that was a much like he's a much calmer. Yeah, Drews also won a title first. Yeah, time. he's got that. Right? So he's got that kind of. And dude, I remember that play at the end of the the one where they ended up. What do you call it? Um... The alley oop from Majeru to Giannis in the 50 point really? game against Suns. Yeah. yeah, that's a ballsy fucking play in the NBA Finals to throw up and trust Giannis to bring him down. Whereas Smart sometimes goes off the handle. Yeah, like he's a he's a very defensive player of the year at the end of the day, yeah. right? But I don't know if it's what Memphis needs right now. And I don't like. I was looking at Memphis' schedule. It's not like they're necessarily going to be playing easy teams either. The red, Like, they've got some decent teams coming up here. They play Utah, which this, who knows? They're not much better. Yeah. Then they play LA, both LA teams. Obviously, San Antonio, but they have Boston, Houston, Phoenix, Minnesota, Utah again. And you got Dallas twice, Phoenix. Houston's playing better. Oklahoma, New Orleans, Indiana, Atlanta. New Orleans, Denver, LA, Sacramento, San Antonio, Toronto, LA, Phoenix, Dallas, LA, New York, Golden State. Minnesota. I might just say it right now that Memphis is not me can be. That is a right? fucking world win. tour. <laughs> That's going to be called a world win tour because. If they somehow pull off some crazy upsets, I'd give it to them like that. They could be a team, but that's the sound of what all the teams you said sounds like a team that's not going to be making the playoffs. <laughs> that is going to be a tough schedule for yeah. them to get to. That's the roughly their next 17 games. Those days. teams I just listed off right now. And then it gets the then box. it gets a little easier, but they still play Sacramento. They're like. The NBA, especially in the in the West this year, there's a lot of good teams. So you're playing good, team. good teams day in, day out. day out. And we'll see what happens. I don't have too much faith in those guys, but crazier things have happened. Um, we can go to get your power rankings. I know you did a little bit of homework on this. So unveil your uh, top five. Yeah, I think uh, I'll give you a six. Yeah, my top five definitely switched around a little bit with Philly winning that last game. So I'd say Philly's... You know, leading the power rankings right now, just with Philly right now, 6-1. and one. You know, they had the one loss that, you know, no losses at home, which is crazy. Like, your home crowd's by, you know, in shock as we all are without Harden. And, <laughs> and like, Maxie's finally getting to be who he should be and getting the ball more in his hand. And then slowly, but surely, the teams that are always going to be up there right now, Boston following them, Denver following them. And then two kind of surprising teams. I'd say it's one not super surprising, Golden State, but kind of surprising because they you know got rid of Pool. You're thinking that they might be just a mediocre kind of Clippers, Lakers type of team, but they're actually fucking dominant. That swap for Pool for Paul yeah, has yeah been, has been that bench. That bench now has become so much good. better for Golden State. Yeah. When Curry's off the court, they're actually a team who plays yeah. like, even okay. without yeah, they yeah, I think more. Yeah, I think it's more for him. But they're not like losing yeah. those minutes, yeah. right? They're coming out yeah. even, or sometimes in the plot yeah. as well. So, and that's always been an issue for the last few years yeah. with those guys. Yeah. And I think, do you want to know the craziest stat with the Golden State this year? Curry's the only guy who scored more than twenty points in any game. There's not been a single player other than Curry who's that. Yeah, well, I know I've I've been watching and there's been times where he hasn't even hit. It's been terrible, yet, man. Like Ten games. He's he's like the uh, the wizard, not the wizard. So yeah, the Minnesota version. It's crazy. Right? Like I'm watching this guy play, and he's not even taking the shots he would normally take, and going for the layups, and you know, getting those second chance rebounds. Like, there's been a difference. Jeez, yeah, he's off, up man. There. Like, yeah, maybe he's got a little injury that's lingering. I think whatever happened so last like season, like that, he's not. And if he turns around and he picks up his game, he is, that team is going to get even scared because they got yeah. the mojo back. They Your got everyone. Chemistry team. is amazing. Dude. Dude. You're right. There's no whole beef. Sent to fucking a whole other team to deal with. And they are dealing with this guy, uh, that pool of beef right now. And then Atlanta, right? behind Atlanta, which is the most surprising out of a lot of times. Knowing that Atlanta is always like a wild card team that, you know, sneaks into the playoffs and the playoffs they're usually like a fun team to watch but now they're like sitting at the spot where, you know, they could get a home court advantage starting the playoffs which is a huge thing for Atlanta because I think they're a team that really plays off their crowd. They're like one of those teams that the crowd really if they're in it, they're going to win In if they're out and like at a away game those are the games that they're most likely going to be losing. Well, we can talk some shit about the Hawks which... You know, can but they're one of the few teams out of in the east who made it to the semifinals of the last Huck years, yeah. right? So they've, so they've got something there. I mean, they've done better than the Knicks did yeah. at any point, yeah. better than yeah. Brooklyn's yeah. done it. So and, then, and you know what? And then you know, SMB, uh, so, we, so that, that was a top five yeah. top teams, yeah. right? Yeah. One team one team to watch out for that I was that I not paying attention to this year is Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying they're ready to become that NBA because I still feel like their offense needs to get a little better. Gap's yeah. still not quite it was and you know, once playoff comes, we'll see if the Minnesota team, hey, they obviously shouldn't be able to make it at this point. But if their offense can actually still yeah. be strong. Because you got Gobert. I mean, Gobert's never been a guy who's done well in the playoffs when his time's called for it. Cat's got a bit of issues, but Edwards, man. So, like, Edward looks like, I don't I don't want to say D. Wade because D. Wade has got like yeah. very high praise. But when that guy takes over a game, can shift the momentum so and he the other day when they were playing up against uh what is it boston guarded dude he guarded and he turned made uh what is it take turnover. was made him turn it over sorry two three hit two threes in a row in ot and the crowds like yeah like either not, not the crowd sorry he was talking shit he was jacked right so if he's like in the NBA everyone knows if you want to win a championship you need one of those like top five. Guys. I never say it might not right? It might not be the top guy, but you need one of those guys that MVP contention. MVP contention. One. Everything we won in the last X amount of years has had somebody like that too. And if Minnesota has and then you've and got, then you've got cat, cat, you've got size. Like their defense is number one in the league right now, and defense is usually one thing that will stay throughout the year as well. And especially when you have number one defense, they have all size. McDaniel's Edwards. And then you've got some combination of Gobert and and Cab, and then you've got Nas Reed yeah. coming off the bench, and then you've got um, just the veteran Mike Conley in there, which is probably one spot where if they could really upgrade, it might be a better point guard. But that's the rest of the team's got a lot of size in front of them too. I mean, yeah, that's the. I think that's probably the one thing Minnesota I think should be looking out for is just depth, because when they're all the main guys are playing, they're amazing. <laughs> but say you lose one of those guys, or say that one or two guys you want to rest a bit too like you have to just have those depth guys to come in and just how we were talking about golden state just be even when your star is out you don't have to be in the positive that's a good thing if it's in the negatives it shouldn't be a max out negative like when lebron james is off the floor and your whole team is they're one of the bottom feed they're like they're like the top five with them on the court and then bottom five without him it's such a difference difference. so as long as minnesota can grab a couple of uh guys that are going to be uh for their depth they could be one of those scary teams that just stay at a good level and be a top five team in the West right now. West, yeah. yeah, they'll they'll take. Dude, they're going to be someone to watch out for, especially if you say if they get a little bit of better cap, you, bring, you know, gets a little better offensively, and maybe they find another point guard or another backup point guard to get better minutes out of that. So...